Holy mama, baby. We're back. Come on. Hey, Welcome to the Pure Joy Project. Uh, my name is Paul Anigan. I'm better definitely. I'm Daniel Reed. And uh, last episode, we talked about the life of Jesus, his time on this earth in the body, taking human form. Um, but today we are talking about the death, um, the context of it, uh, what it means to us, what it's done for us, uh, and all those sweet things as we get to um, break down the the importance the value of of our creator who who created this this world in the beginning and and held and held it together holds it together um we get to break down the value of his of like the coming of the second covenant and what he's done for us and so um what a sweet time what a sweet opportunity um yes, we sir. just we just we just finished praying that um, that the spirit completely leads this because we're not even worthy of speaking his name. So telling his story is, is much higher than that. Um, so, okay, let's go. Um, highs and lows of this recent season, this last week or so since we recorded Bennett. Um, a lot, um, a lot, a lot on my plate right now, uh, especially for my family. Um, as many of you guys know, if you know me, um, my family runs a small business and my dad is a, he, he doesn't like to call himself a butcher because he, he, he picked up the, the trade of, um, butchery like five or six years ago. Um, so he doesn't like to use that word, but, um, my dad owns a local butcher shop and, and we run it and we've been running it for the last five years now. And it's been so fruitful and the Lord has blessed us and, um, it's all, it's all great. Um, but with the current climate of the market, um, it's been super, super tough um, on us. Uh, it's been hard to get to get product, and um, the word shortage is getting thrown around. And um, I don't want to add to the media craze and, and say that there's a meat shortage because because it's not necessarily that. But um, that's that's not the point. The point is, um, it's been really tough and really trying for us um, to keep keep doing business and to stay faithful in, in what God has planned for us. Um, so probably three days ago, um, I was sitting down with my dad and, and we were just talking and we've got um, this online ordering system now because of the social distancing that's going on. And, uh, and so the way it goes is they place an online order. We fill the order. We, we ready it up in the computer. They come and pick it up. They don't even have to get out of their car. Seems great in theory. Um, we run into an issue when the product is low. So um, it's been tough to get product in. So it's been tough to get those orders out and the orders just keep flowing in and flowing in and flowing in. And I, and I, at one point looked at my dad and I said, what are we supposed to do with all these orders that I, that I don't think that we can fill? Like, like there's no product here. They're like, like from a fundamental standpoint, like, like we're, we're in a, in a huge hole. And all my dad, all my dad had to tell me was faith of a mustard seed, faith of a mustard seed. And, <clears throat> and it's just been super, super cool to, to see my dad's, faith in the Lord and, and faith in his plan. Um, even when I've doubted, uh, what we're going to do. Right. So that's been, uh, both a high and a low for me, um, because it's been a, a pretty stressful time for the business, but at the same time, um, getting to, to witness that faith in my, in my father and in my family 
and and all of us coming together in that faith um, to just keep keep chugging along and, and trusting in what he's got for us has been super cool. Hmm. Come on. Danny, run with it. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Man, they, school is quote-unquote winding down, but it is gearing up. Oh, boy. Um, hmm. So, turned in my, my third of four papers due this week, yesterday. Um, and, you know, I'm getting close to graduating. I'll graduate next year from Missouri State, so these papers are not like your typical entry-level papers. Like, I just, this was so fun, though. I turned in, like, a 20-plus page paper on John Calvin and some of his writings. Dude, that man had some freaking words to say. Some bars. Hmm. Yeah, it was great, dude. <laughs> I, it was awesome getting to hear his theology. Turns out he's not, like, the crazy, like, old, crotchety, super pious man that people thought he was. Dude has a huge heart for the Lord, and wants people to know him, and that blew me away. Uh, I thought it was really cool. So that was fun getting to sit in that because, you know, I was typing this paper and I'm just really stating the gospel and just biblical truth over and over and over again as I'm writing this paper about John Calvin, who was speaking the truth. So I was like, this is this is great. What else would I want to do for a paper? So did that, wrote a paper on Jewish philosophy. I'm no philosopher. Um, I struggle with super lofty thinking of like existentialism and stuff like that but yeah so it's pushed me um but it's been cool to kind of wrestle with uh judaism and the philosophy therein of like the old testament hebrew bible uh it's fun it's different uh it's new but it's good nonetheless but yeah i've been surrounded by some awesome community it's been cool getting to spend time with my people um restaurants are starting to open back up a little bit i have b-dubs Last night, for the first time in like ever, Yeehaw. I've been I've been boycotting, yeah, because like a wing is like one of the cheapest cuts of chicken. But yeah, I'll I've, tell you that firsthand. I know that. Yeah, Bennett knows this, and paying like a dollar <laughs> per wing is just boo boo bonkers, it's, as Paul would say. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is it's indeed boo boo bonkers, one hundred percent. Yep, it really is. <laughs> so I digress. Super expensive. Their sauce is good though. I can't fight that. Like, true yeah yeah i mean but yeah it's a it's a hard time with all of this work it's a good time with all this community and being pushed to know, just know have wisdom have knowledge um and knowledge and knowing the bible knowing uh stuff that pertains to my major religious studies so yeah hmm. i love it and you're moving up in the arts world and i'm moving up in the menards world baby i got a Oh, let me tell you, the first vest I had, awful. The new vest, though, so comfy. Supreme. I'm so happy for you. Supreme, baby. Oh, Paul, let us know what's up, dude. Yo, bro, I'm just reflecting on the fact that, that we could talk about the per pound of chicken wings and yeah. the protein content of chicken wings in the same episode. We're going to be completely in awe of the death of Jesus Christ. Yeah, um, so, yeah, this this season's been really sweet for me. Um, having some problems with the IRS trying to get my 2018 tax return to get financial aid next year. So mm. it's being weird, um, getting frustrated. But I get to go see my mom this weekend, and so we're gonna get that worked out because I need uh, I might need some documents that I don't have here at school and I can't get online. Um, but not what y'all want to hear about. Um, so Canicut Camps is is open for the summer. Praise God. Come on. Um, so. 
we like literally the executives at Canicook have met with the governor and with the board of Missouri health, like directly. And they were like, they, they met, it was like last Friday and this Monday they met and, uh, and went over everything, our plan, our safety plan for the summer and all that. And they gave us the green light for the whole summer. Um, so we are, I'm headed out there this coming Tuesday, um, which is so exciting. And that's, I'm super blessed with that. I finished my junior year of college um, a couple days ago. Looks like a 4.0 semester, depending on if my 89.6, my 189.6 of one gets rounded. Oh, that's an email to the professor. Um, so right I'm not now. emailing her. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let her discern that herself, or maybe uh. not by herself, depending on her faith. I can't tell. Yeah. Um. Ooh. But yeah. So I mean, the season's been super sweet. Uh, the Lord's been growing me in my contentment of uh, loneliness, and I'm um, just continuing to, to to work on my heart and build me in steadfastness and faithfulness, and doing this thing not just not just out of a a monotonous routine, but out of a, a heart to grow closer to my Creator. So. Super blessed, man. Happy to be here. Uh, we, we woke up real nice and early to, to record this podcast before I Zoom home um, today. So just feeling uh, very, very blessed by the community I have and the opportunities I have and things like the Pure Joy Project that I'm not worthy of that I get to be a part of. So Oh, yeah, baby. Um, yeah, so we're talking about the death of Jesus Christ today. Um, something that, you know, is a foundation of the Christian faith is is what Jesus did uh, on the cross for us. And so um, it's like a, it made me kind of nervous kind of to talk about Jesus in such an intimate, direct way. It's not like we're giving practical college kid advice. We are, uh, we are like literally telling the story of Jesus Christ. That is told much better in the word than we can tell it. But, um, but at the same time, like, you know, this is, this is something like a crazy opportunity to get a steward of the gospel. Like at one point we were just like some, some high school sinners, like, like having no idea what the true way to the gospel was. And a couple years later and, and some faithfulness and the Lord working. And here we are, you know, being able yeah, to, the, to steward this. So go ahead, Ben. Yeah. And those, those same broken vessels, like we're right. no better than we were three years ago. And we, and the fact that we get to do something like this is just like, I'm just in awe of his goodness, Truly. you know? Yeah, it's just like the Spirit has been working on us consistently in that time, and we just are walking more in the Spirit than we were before, basically. Yeah. So we're less ourselves than we were, and we have more opportunities as ourselves than we did. So it's really cool. Um, that was kind of a bar. I didn't even mean to do that. Um, holy cow. So can I go ahead and dive in? Set the context, yeah, set the scene. Yeah, I'm with it. Um, so basically... Uh, I, for everybody listening to this podcast, if you don't know the story of Jesus Christ, stop the podcast and read John, read the whole gospel of John one chapter at a time for a half a month. Um, and, or through two thirds of a month and, uh, and really understand who your creator is and what he did and the weight of what he did. But, um, if you know the story, I'm going to give it in shorthand. Hopefully it could set your heart. I'm going to pray first. Um, now that I just said the term set your heart, cause that's a great way to do it. Um, so Lord, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Uh, thank you for these guys. Thank you for the pure joy project. Thank you for every platform that you give us to steward your gospel when we are not worthy. Uh, Lord, I pray today that for Bennett, for Daniel, for me, um, that you're setting our hearts and you're guiding us, leading us in every, uh, in every word and every thought. Um, and for every listener that you're opening their hearts and minds to what it is you want them to take in. 
um, and doing the same for us, Lord, as you're just leading us in this thing. And help us to just be still and reverent, um, reflecting on who you are and what you've done, um, and, to, and, to, and give us a desire to grow closer to you. So uh, just guide us today because we can't do it without you. Uh, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. So um, our perfect creator, uh, he, he knitted the world together and, and holds it together. Um, he stepped out of a fully spiritual realm, as we talked about in the life, um, the life episode. Go listen. Uh, he stepped out of a fully spiritual realm to, to walk alongside us, right? He was lowered for a short time, it says, and I believe Second Timothy. Um, and so he came and he lived that life that we all couldn't, that we talked about. Um, and he put himself and the fleshly temptations of his human nature, because he was fully human and fully man, he put those away, he put those aside in order to lay down his life for us, to literally give the, the greatest gift we have that is life in this life, like the, uh, the ability to, as Bennett said, to, to uh, before the podcast started when he was praying that we woke up, right? We have this life. Um, so he put... He put that he laid down that life for us, paid the greatest price you could imagine. Um, it was one of the most gruesome death. It probably was the most gruesome death ever, um, involving lashing, enslaving, um, mm. and so much persecution and so much like you, you hear people say like, "Well, Jesus was beaten for you." Daniel was talking about um, a couple minutes ago, like Jesus was was beaten for you. You know, he was. Um, like, and they'll use like these physical depictions of like pain that we can kind of sympathize with. Um, but this was like the most like gruesome persecution you could imagine. Um, so yeah, yeah. he was, he was literally lashed and enslaved until he was unrecognizable. Right. So Isaiah fifty two fourteen says his appearance was marred beyond human resemblance. Literally, he did not look like a human when you look at his face or his skin or his anything um, because he was, he was uh, like how brutally he faced this force. And he knew that. Yeah. Um, he knew that long before. So when he's praying, I think it's Luke 22, uh, in Luke at least, it's in every gospel. It talks about him. Um, it talks about him praying in the garden before this all happens because he knows it's mm. going to happen where he's like, he's like, the, he's in this agony and he's saying like, Lord, you know, take this bitter cup of suffering from me, uh, but your will be done. And so he knew that, that this was something that had to happen, right? So, so Jesus refers to himself um, as the lamb that came to take away our sins, right? And so, um, so he was hung on a cross between two criminals and the most, that's the most humiliating form of death at that time is to be hung on a cross with criminals. Um, so Luke twenty two forty four says he was in agony to the point his sweat became blood. Um, and so, so then he, he stayed there and he faced that in order to, to give us the things that we're going to talk about today. And so moving on, basically all we have for the rest of the episode is, is what does the death mean to us? Um, like, like, what does it do for us? Maybe even what does it mean to us personally? But um, like, what does it do for us eternally? What does it do for us in the long run? Um, what did this death mean? And so I would love if Daniel would start us off talking about like what the death of Jesus means. What is, uh, yes, Paul, such a good explanation, dude. Thank oh, you. man, I'm Praise God. geeking over here. Absolutely. Praise God. But yeah, um. I want to talk, the, the angle I want to take on this is prophecy. Um, Jesus' death was no surprise 
first to him, but also to the prophets. Um, the, the Jews of the time were looking for a Messiah. Messiah is just like, it's the king of the Jews. And so they were looking for this, this warlord, right? They were expecting this king. We talked about in the last episode the difference between Jesus, the true king, and the king that they were expecting slash the, what the world gave, right? The violent, power-hungry, money-grabbing king versus Jesus, the nonviolent, didn't need money king who came to flip the world on its head and set hearts on fire. Hmm. Completely different. And so that's why they missed it. They were looking for a completely different Messiah than the one that they needed and were given. So in doing so, they killed him because they called him a blasphemer for saying that he is God because he was and is. So, but the first thing I can do with this, kind of like Paul was saying, like, read your Bible. Um, and there's a reason for that. And you might ask me, Daniel, why do I need to read my Bible? I'm going to tell you, Acts 17, Acts 17, 2 through 3, because my opinion on it doesn't really matter. I got to flip through, give me like two seconds. Word, all right, we're there. 17, 2 through 3, it's talking about Paul. Paul's in Thessalonica, and here's what he's doing. Uh, as was Paul's custom, he went to the synagogue service, and for three Sabbaths, three weeks in a row, he used the scriptures to reason with people. He explained the prophecies and proved that the Messiah must suffer and rise from the dead. He said, this Jesus I'm telling you about is the Messiah, period. We got to be able to defend our faith. It's called apologetics. We, mm. have, we have to be able to. We have to be ready to offer rebuttal as to why Jesus is the Messiah, because a, a question we have to wrestle with as we mature in faith is, why do I believe this? Why do I think that Jesus is the Son of God who died for me and was raised from the dead? Why? Because there's so many people that don't. But I want to tell you why I believe, and it says that Paul was using prophecies and to prove that Jesus was and is the Messiah, and that's what I want to do. And so Isaiah 53 is what we're going to talk about right now. Paul was just there. A close. Ago, uh, Isaiah 53. Let's see. Isaiah 53. Uh, 52 and 53 talks about the Lord's suffering servant. Here's what it says. It says, See, my servant will prosper. He will be highly exalted. But many were amazed when they saw him. His face was so disfigured, he seemed hardly human. And from his appearance, one would scarcely know he was a man. And he will startle many nations. Kings will stand speechless in his presence, for they will see what they had not been told, and they will understand what they had not heard about. And this gets into 53. Who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm. My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in, a, in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance. Nothing to attract us to him. Hmm. Here's the disparity. Jesus, he didn't grow up this majestic, glorious king. He grew up the son of a carpenter. Jesus was a carpenter because in the time, you did what your father did. You know, If your father was a carpenter, you were a carpenter. That's, that's just what you did. And it continues, says, he was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with the deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised, and we did not care. 
Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought that his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins or our iniquity. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of all of us all. Does this sound like anybody you've heard of? The death of Jesus was prophesied for hundreds and hundreds of years before it actually happened. All throughout the Old Testament, all throughout the Bible, Jesus is the pinnacle of every story, every point in the Bible. It's all about Jesus and the Lord. We we have such a small, we put such a small role. The Bible is all about who God is, what Jesus has done for us, what God did. And sending his son to die for us. It's not. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. Mm. And so, <laughs> John nineteen, thirty six and thirty seven. We're flipping back and forth to the Old Testament. It all comes full circle. Nineteen, thirty six and thirty seven. These things happened in fulfillment of the scriptures that say, not one of his bones will be broken, and they will look on the one that pierced. So Jesus is on the cross to give you some context. And so it was starting to storm. The, the Roman soldiers, they were breaking the legs of the, uh, of the criminals that were next to Jesus on the crosses on his left, right and left. And they went to Jesus to break his leg. And they didn't because he was already dead. And then they will look on the one they pierced. So they pierced his side with a spear. Blood and water came out. And so part of the context in this is a lamb. You know, the sacrificial system, when you were sacrificing a lamb to atone for sins, the, the bones couldn't be broken. There couldn't be any spots. There had to be a perfect, hmm. spotless lamb. Hmm. Jesus' bones could not be broken because he was the lamb that was atoning for our sins. For all sin. The God of the universe was the sacrificial lamb. So when you hear people talk about that, that's the reference they're making. And so, with this, John 19, 36 and 37, we're going to go to Exodus, second book of the Bible. Exodus 12, 46. It says this. Each Passover lamb must be eaten in one house, do not carry any of its meat outside and do not break any of its bones. So I just said, if any of its bones can't be broken, Exodus backed it up. There's mm -hmm. prophecy right there. His bones couldn't have been broken. So we're going to take that, go to Numbers 9, 12. Two seconds. Maybe four. <laughs> Numbers nine. Oh, bet. They must not leave any of the lamb until the next one. Not break any of its bones. They must follow all the normal regulations concerning the Passover. And what's awesome about this, guys, when did Jesus die? During Passover. the Passover, the time when lambs were slaughtered in atonement for sin. Hmm. It's all backed up. And so then, last thing I want to do, we're going to go to Zechariah. I'm going to chill in the prophets today. 
It's huge. I'm loving this. Come on. <clears throat> Zechariah 12. And. And I will pour out on the house of David. She just came from the house of David. And the inhabitants of Jerusalem, a spirit of grace and supplication. They will look on me and the one they have pierced. Was Jesus pierced in his side? Yes. And they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only child and grieve bitterly for him as one grieves for a firstborn son. And what's awesome about this, it also talks about the same verse in Psalm 20, 22, 16, 17. For dogs encompass me, a company of evildoers encircles me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. Pierced my hands and feet. Hmm. I mean, it doesn't get any more vivid. Jesus' no. death was talked about for hundreds and hundreds of years before anyone even knew of Jesus of Jerusalem. Yeah. Hmm. Whatever, this is King David writing about it. Wow. We have to be able to talk about and understand why Jesus had to die what the scriptures say about it because it all comes full circle in so many different ways and so i challenge everyone listening i challenge my brothers in here i challenge myself Re be able to reason with people as to why jesus had to die as to why jesus is and was the messiah because he is it is truth it's been talked about for hundreds of years these authors didn't know each other this book was written by so many different people over thousands of years all leading to one point, and then over and over and over again, it's going to repeat itself throughout history. Like that, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> ben, take it away, dude. Yeah, um, I'm just absolutely just in awe of um, uh, of his message and of his truth. Um, you know, you you touched on it. It's not like one man sat down and and wrote the Bible front to back. Um, this is all. Uh, uh, um, a compilation of different authors, different um, testimonies, different um, viewpoints of all of these different people. And like you said, the Old Testament, way before Jesus Christ was even born, was even was even on the earth. Um, and and so um, that was just that was amazing how how we were able to pull the Old Testament um, back to the New Testament and and show that prophecy and, and that connection there. Um, yeah, I'm just over here wrestling with the weight of what he did for us. Um, we've talked about how he, how he suffered the most, the most gruesome death that any man could ever suffer. Um, and, and one thing that, that sticks out to me is that, um, in scripture, I don't have the, the exact scripture, but it just keeps flashing in my head uh, that, that blood and water poured out. Um, he, Jesus bled so much. He was, he was, uh, abused and beaten and whipped and lashed and, and just pierced so much he bled so much that he basically ran out of blood that's what that's what that water signifies that that fluid um he he literally bled so much that he ran like his body could no longer bleed like fluid began to pour out of his wounds um and that's just i mean that's just like i said i'm in i'm in awe because day to day you stub your toe on the couch or or 
you're you get a paper cut on your finger and you're like ah man that hurts ow like i need to go get a band-aid i need i need to take care of that right now because because that's bothering me you know and like like the 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 minute um pain that we feel day to day that we think is significant has no um no weight carries no weight um and there's nothing compared to the the death suffered for us um so that's just what's been on my heart but what does jesus's death do for us you know me i like to lay it out um and 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 give um just a couple of different a couple of different points from from the gospel so so for starters it cancels our debt um in colossians 2 uh, verse 14 reads by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with with its legal demands this he set aside nailing it to the cross canceling the record of debt um, so, so like we said in Romans six, the wage of sin is death. Um, here in Colossians two, canceling the record of that debt, he set it aside, nailing it to the cross. So our debts canceled. We we no longer we no no longer owe our lives um, to death. Second, it redeems us. Ephesians one verse seven says, in him we have redemption through his blood that same blood that i was just talking about that he poured out that he ran out of on the cross the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace so ephesians 1 7 um it redeems us third we're going to go to second corinthians What does his death do for us? It makes us righteous with God. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 21 says, for our sake, he made him to be sin who know, who knew no sin so that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. I'm no good with words, but listen, second Corinthians for our sake, he made him, God made Jesus Christ to be sin who knew no sin. So that's our sacrificial lamb so that in him we might become the righteousness of god hmm. so his wow. death redeems us his death cancels our debt and his death makes us righteous with god um Let's to go. tie it all together luke 19 verse 10 the death of jesus christ saves us for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. What does his death do for us? Hmm. His death cancels our debt. His death redeems us. His death makes us righteous with God and his death saves us. That's all I got. Short and sweet. Come on, Bennett, dude. Okay. While you're talking, while you're talking, I'm thinking I, uh, Hebrews 10, Hebrews 10 flew in my head. Um, so Hebrews 10, 19 through 22, one of my favorite little pockets, um, uh, in the Bible, which is hard to put a, uh, like a, a label on, on that kind of thing. Like what my favorite verses or anything, but so it says, therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the mm. death of Jesus has given us confidence to enter the holy places. Um, it says by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh. So it's saying like, you know, in the, in the, in the OT, in the tabernacle, there was a, there was an area, um, that only the high priest, like the most, 
like holy in conduct of and like the chosen men of God's people could go behind this curtain to do sacrifices to uh, sacrifices at certain times, these important sacrifices to God. But literally Jesus's death, death tore the, the curtain that separated this thick, like curtain could not be torn by man. Um, not, not easily, at least it would take an army. Um, this curtain was torn when Jesus died with no hands. Jesus tore that court, that curtain fit like, like deliberately and metaphorically. So, um, it says through the curtain that is through his flesh. So through his death in the flesh, he tore the curtain that we could enter the holy places. And now all of us can be a part of a holy priesthood, right? And James, James refers to it as a spiritual house. Um, that all of us are being turned into this like spiritual house where, where Christ is working and glorifying himself. Um, and so, uh, and then it says, since we have a great priest over the house of God, as in Jesus Christ and, and the spirit leading us, um, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscious conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. So that's Hebrews 10, 19 through 22. Uh, so Jesus's death washed us clean so that we could enter the holy places, right? So uh, before I even thought of that verse, I had a, I was going to talk about the second covenant. Um, so Christ's death is, is pivotal in the, in bringing, in the bringing of the second covenant where we no longer um, in our own like flesh have to obey this law because we cannot, we are inherently bad. The heart is deceitful above all else. Um so we no longer have to obey this, or I guess I should say, we, we no longer are, are controlled and defined by the law uh, because Jesus came and did this act and died for us um, to bring the second covenant. So we're no longer having to do this on our own. We now have Jesus to do this thing with. Um, and so 1 Peter 2.24 um, thankful for Daniel for opening my eyes to this one. It says that, that he himself, as in Jesus, bore our sins on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. By Jesus' wounds, by what he poured out um, and what he gave, you have been healed. Uh, and then in John one twenty nine, Jesus calls himself the lamb that takes away the sin of the world. And so that, that definitely relates to what Daniel was saying. Um, the prophecy of the lamb, the old sacrifices of unblemished lambs. Jesus was the lamb. Um, and so in the moment of, there was a moment of separation between him and the father. And they were so union, they were so connected. But there was a moment where Jesus had to separate from God in order to bear our sins. Um, and so in, uh, in Matthew twenty seven forty six. We see uh, Jesus say, while on the cross, he says, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And so in this time, as the sky is dark, Jesus is bearing the sins of the world and his father is looking away from him, right? The, the one perfect sacrifice is in the process of taking every time that we sinned and, ha- and will sin and is in the process of bearing that so that he can give it up one time and then conquer it, as we're going to talk about in the next episode. And so um, it is, I am, I'm so thankful for like the opportunity to even teach on these things because it reminds me, 
it reminds me of like the the weight of of the death of Jesus and and what he bore for us so that we know we no longer had to face these things ourselves so that we could be union with our perfect creator again who is goodness and peace um and he is and he is love and he is faith and he is all these things um and so uh the death of Jesus is is basically um is our is our release uh, from the burden, right? So Hebrews 10, as I just read, says that our heart is sprinkled clean from an evil conscience, from a, from, a, from a poor conscience, from the things we've done. Our heart is sprinkled clean by the blood shed by Jesus Christ so that you no longer have to be fearful in approaching the Father, fearful because of pornography, fearful because of lust, fearful because of, of slander or, um, or backstory. Or, or, blackmailing or, or anything that you've done that is just like despicable um you ha- you have been sprinkled clean from the weight of that thing by the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross that he bore one time as a perfect sacrifice so you no longer have to live in chains mm-hmm. so that's all i got does anybody have anything else yeah, yeah i got one more thing please go ahead danny and then i'll i'll wrap it up love that thank you thank you romans 6 5 through 7, since we've been united with him, Christ, in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. Hmm. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. Here's the thing, y'all. We'll talk about salvation next week and what brings about salvation. The atonement for our sins, like Paul was just talking, comes from Jesus' death. You know, we talk about it and we rehearse the gospel every week, but by sinning, by falling short of God's glorious standard, which is perfection, we deserve death. We deserve to die. We deserve that cross. We should be the ones that were beaten and whipped and had our skin just flayed on our back like that's what we deserve hmm. we are the criminals we are barabbas we're the ones that jesus set free even though we didn't deserve it he took our place and it's all out of love and he asks for nothing in return but he just says know me know me have a relationship with me hmm. it's all love there's no there's no hey i did this for you so you gotta hey there's this, and now you got to It's just, it's, if it's finished, it's done. You're free to go. I've got you. I'll take your place. Don't worry about it. Hmm. Freely given grace. There's nothing we can do to earn it. There's no, oh, I'm better now than I was because I this. It's all been paid for. Come At on. the time of salvation, you are made pure. You are made holy. There's no more, oh, I got to get more pure. Oh, I got to get more holy. That's, oh, you're made whole. You are made whole in Christ's love and Come forgiveness on. because of his death Come on. for you and for me. Bennett, close us up. Let's buddy. go, Bennett. Yeah, I was reading uh I was reading John seventeen, um, and it's a prayer from Jesus. Um and he's he's 
this is before before he uh, before he gets denied and and before um, he gets taken away and 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 the suffering begins and and the crucifixion begins. But um, he's praying um, and and Jesus looked up to the to the heavens and said, "Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, so he can give glory back to you." Hmm. Um, skip down to verse five. Now, Father, bring me into the glory we shared before the world began. And I was meditating over that, um, and I actually looked over a little bit um, in John sixteen. And, and here's uh, the, the title, the heading of, of this little section in my Bible is titled, Sadness Will Be Turned to Joy. And so this is, this is at the Last Supper. This is after Jesus is washing their feet, um, and, and Jesus is sitting with his disciples, and he's saying, um, in a little while you won't see me anymore, but a little while after that you will see me again. And the disciples are sitting on this, and they're, they're confused, and they, they don't know what he's saying. Um, so Jesus realizes it, and he says again, are you asking yourselves what I meant? I said in a little while you won't see me, but a little while after that you will see me again. I tell you the truth, you'll weep and mourn over what's going to happen, but the world will rejoice. You will grieve, but your grief will suddenly turn to wonderful joy. Um, so like Daniel was saying, like, like he suffered our death, and, and that's, that's, that's heavy. That's a lot, um, and, and um, it's something that we need to be mindful about and, and it's okay to have grief over, but at the same time, we can take that sadness and, and turn it to joy um, and say, but Jesus. Um, and, mm. and that's just so, so powerful to me because it's, mm. I think it's important to realize the weight uh, of our sins, but at the same time um, that he's taken that weight off of our shoulders and he's carried it for us for eternity. We're like, we're cleared. Um, so that brings me to my to my very last verse that I have written down, which is First Peter three, that we talked about before uh, we hit record. First um, Peter three uh, verse eighteen says, "Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. Hmm. He never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the spirit. Right? Sadness turned to joy." Um, hmm. Amen. Uh, just, <laughs> oh wow. my gosh, dude. Danny, pray for the people. Lord, I I don't even know what to say, God. <laughs> I am just in awe of your word. I'm in awe of your, your presence and love your spirit, your son. Lord, I am thankful for you humbling yourself coming from the highest reaches of majesty and spirituality, coming down to this earth that you created that fell short of what you made it. God, coming down into imperfection, not scorning, not shaming, but coming with grace above, becoming one with your creation, putting on flesh something that isn't worthy to even speak your name, and then letting your creation kill you, ultimately knowing that that sacrifice would leave, would bring about the salvation of many souls for generations to come. It wasn't plan B. You knew it was going to happen from the very beginning. Lord, and it's amazing to see it come full circle throughout the scriptures time and time again. Hmm. Uh, it, it constantly sets me on fire for you. Uh, I pray that that would never go away. Soften our heart to hear you. Let us be closer to you, God. We love you. It's in your name. Amen. Amen. Hit that button. Mm -hmm.